This episode is sponsored by Supreme of the UK. Click the link in the description and support the podcast. Quote CFR at the checkout and receive 10% discount on your order. What do you mean? I, listen, all praise to the Most High. All praise to the Most High. I have never been in the penitentiary. Never. I got caught up. I won't get it twisted. I got caught up, but I never had more than 24 hours in one of those kind of places. Yeah? And never mind going on remand and all that business. Now, there's some people who have had to go down those routes and they've had to learn those lessons. And, tr- and, and for some, they learned the lessons early enough to enable them to be in the position they are today. We've got so many people who it's like, it's nothing, it's a badge of honor. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, I am just going on holidays still, man. I'm just sitting down for a bit. Sitting down, are you not? You're going to be in a damn prison cell? What are you talking about sitting down? Your liberties are taken from you. You're putting things up your rectum and all kind of stuff to smuggle things in. What are we talking about, man? That ain't cool. I ain't going to glorify that lifestyle. I'm not with it. Growing up, if you think about it, yeah, and this is why I say, like, a lot of, especially black, young black boys from a certain demographic, you can kind of be, you can be tricked into believing that negativity is actually positivity. Trust me, and don't think I ain't been a victim of this myself. I remember when we was younger and you'd have bedrooms like when you was a teenager and they might go and do a year. And when they came out, they made it sound like it was this, you know, like it was almost like... How did they count? Yeah, like, yo, yeah, I was in there just doing my thing and bear gal used to come and visit me. And, and I'd be sometimes saying to myself, how are you telling a man who's been out here free can get up at 1am in the morning and go and have a cold drink, can get up at 2am and go and have a cold shower, can do whatever he wants. How are you selling prison to me? But a lot of men got, you know, they got tricked into thinking that you needed to, like I remember the days of men even saying like, my man ain't on nothing, man. The man, is, the man ain't on nothing, man. He's a, he's a college boy or rare, rare. This was almost like an insult. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine inst- like it, this is but these are the things that was seen as positive. So it was difficult for a man to kind of almost navigate himself away mm-hmm. from that way of of doing things. It was very difficult to navigate himself away from that because that's what's the that's what's the cool thing to do. Having yes. a girl on your line, that's the cool thing to do. <laughs> that's the cool thing to do you know smoking bud that's the cool thing to do shutting bud yeah. that's mm. the cool thing to do having beefs that's mm. the cool thing to do mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying in a certain demographic and if you fall into that demographic and you're rolling with a certain group of people that, that I feel sorry for some man because their mind's been programmed in a way that they don't know outside of that programming and this is real sad. There's a whole nother world outside of that ignorant stuff. There's a whole nother world. The, the world's huge. The world's small, but the world's huge at the same time. And there's yes. a whole different world. There's a whole different complete universe of opportunity and different things if you just change the way you think. Yes. You get what I mean? And the galleys thing can't really work at all really in today's world it can't work so 
while it is a lot of men have fell victim to the gallus thing, where they've put themselves in certain long-term issues, man have fell victim to the tough bad man thing. I remember the days of the gang stuff in Brom. Mm. And like, I remember seeing like older women, like like my aunties and them's age, threatening other people, other community people with like nephews that were a part of gangs. And oh my God, yes. I'm telling Which you, is... that's when we went full, we went full retard in them days. I remember hearing an elder auntie saying, yo, my nephew rolls with this and rolls with that and yeah. I don't want to have to even call him and rare, rare, rare. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, he said it to me, but I'm thinking mm. to myself, damn. And I remember when a lot of these, like, murders would happen in Brom and, like, the news, every time someone got murdered, the news would always make up, like, it was like this angel who weren't involved yeah. in nothing and rare, rare, rare. Yeah. And then yeah. what would happen is when these murders were happening, people were, most people were terrified. And I remember mm. thinking to myself, yo, ain't there nobody who's going to just wild out if they like how is certain man getting drew into yeah. the thing and they're not moving mad and just going on a rampage i just couldn't believe this was going on it went on for too long way too long it went way on too long. long it went on it, it completely mashed up so many people it ruined so much opportunities you think about it now if we talk in birmingham yeah who really benefits off the culture here who what podcast, what music channel, what, who benefits off a black culture in Brom to where they're like long-term eating? I don't want to hear about no artists or nothing like that. Who long-term benefits off the culture? When you think about the biggest music channel, it's not a black music channel. When you think about the biggest videographers, they're not black. When you think about the biggest people that make certain connections with the city, they're not black. And the reason for that people is because we were too busy engaged in the gang activity. And even if you was not involved in the gangs, if you came from a certain area, you didn't want to link and do no business with a man over there. Because if yeah. people from your end seen you with that mm. man, they'd start calling you a con. A con. That's what the Erdington man called. They'd call it a con. <laughs> so because you're a conspirer or whatever the word was. Serious? I swear down in Erdington, listen. I made a DVD when I was 16. This DVD was called UK Movements. Yeah, it had everyone on there. There was a group called B6 Slash, who were okay. like representatives yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Johnson crew. Then you had the Blood Brothers, who were, who were representatives of the Burger Bar right. crew. You also had Crazy Titch was on the DVD. You had, um, who else? Crazy Titch was on there. Uh, Roll Deep. Everyone in Roll Deep but Wiley. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? There was a load of people on there. I can't even remember. Lady Leisha was on there. There was a load of people on there. But I was having problems in Erdington because man was saying that I was rolling with burgers. Because remember, Erdington was like a Johnson place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it was is man was like, yo, you're rolling with burgers, even though I had bare burger cousins. Mm. But fans were like, oh, you want any burgers? I'm like, I'm not. I'm trying to put a light on the city. London, mm. London, they would, when, when I remember I knew this girl in, in um, Slough. The girl lived in Slough. So when I used to go Slough, she used to play DVDs of London artists. And I remember she was playing this DVD of Bashy. 
Okay, yes, yes. Actually, and I remember saying, yo, these man, these men are building a whole scene down here. Exactly. Like, Brum, we need to get it popping in Brum. But what it was in Brum is when when I had put together the DVD and I had started to sell the DVD and it was doing well, then you'd have man in Erdington saying, is a burger. The man in Handsworth was saying, is a Johnson. Oh. So in my head, it, towards the end of it, I just said, you know what? This is long. The city yeah, will never yeah. go nowhere. I'm not doing this no more. And I jumped off it and said, I ain't doing this no more and just left it alone for years. But you got to think how much people walked away from things they wanted to do and stuff yes. on that gang activity. Now, when we were walking away, you had a white boy or an Asian boy or whoever from his part of Brum saying, yo, I'll do this. These men can't seem to can't seem to network and get on. I'll do this. And that's when yeah. you had brothers like P110 who were able to film men from Hansworth, Aston, Newtown, Erdington, everywhere. And nobody would be like, yo, them man there are burgers or nothing because he was white. So no one would care. And them man of now doing that full time, all praises. You know, thank God that he's given them man an avenue to eat. But I'm just saying, them man there were able to create their whole life and build wealth and create, you know, may, have made money and been able to leave work because we could not get it right. And we allowed those gangs to ruin the community, which is why, and I got, trust me, I got family members who are sitting down in prison now doing life. I got family members that are dead based off of that war. And what I'm going to say is this, that war ruined probably two generations in Brom. Trust yeah. me, it yeah. ruined probably two generations in Brom. And nobody likes to talk about it. And, you know, people, pe no one likes to talk about it. And people don't like to really go against anything against that era. But that's why I don't respect any gang or any gang member because that ruined this city. That ruined this city. It mashed it up, especially. especially. Last thing I'll say, no, when I'll pass you back the, uh, the mic. When Triller was bubbling, Look when Triller was, but look how much war people was bringing to him in terms of, it was jealousy. It was jealousy. So sometimes when I'm telling my stories and I'm talking about Brom and I'll be, I know I use the word bad mind a lot and people be like, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Yeah, it was. Because anyone who was popping a little bit got torn down. Anyone who was popping a little bit, anyone who built a little bit of a name for themselves, they got torn down. They got torn down. And that gang era done that to the city. That gang era did that to the city and bare other people benefited off the scene besides us. Noble, come to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> totally, totally agree. Luckily, because <clears throat> of our slight age difference, I did, I'm only not of recent really getting to understand the full effects because I didn't even appreciate say, how... Like, like people, obviously my junior were saying they couldn't come, they couldn't leave Newtown, for instance, and, and go to, to Greens, even though Greens was a, and I didn't even know this, me living in Greens, I didn't know Greens was like a neutral ground. I didn't know none of this shit. I knew the sides where they were rolling, Johns and Bs, etc. I knew there, I knew the, the inception from Inchai, etc. But I didn't know and I knew the badness, I'd get the calls, yo, duh, duh, duh. I'd see the cars razzing, doing all kind of different things, seeing people, yo, we've seen so-and-so, duh. But 
as I say, I didn't understand the real, real impact of your generation, the generation below you. And let's take it even further. It's more than two generations, Mark, because look at what they've spawned. Look at what that has spawned. Yeah. Ra Raiders, what was it? G GMG. Now you've got all AR, what was it? Uh, Five, ARs. Um, 212, 515, all these gangs now. The Fold, 63 Killers. Do you got, listen, it's moved from Central Brom. 23. Yeah, 23. 23. And I know all their bigger brothers. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Man's in Woodgate repping, frankly, in Northfield. It's it's every flipping way. And it's the thing that, like, because initially, Man of Man was on that money thing, innit? And I'd see man's up be like, rah, okay, you're flashing that new Aphrex. Okay, yeah, yeah, mine's coming soon still. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You've obviously, yeah, yeah, I just did a couple licks, da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, man, I've got to get my weight up because it takes me a little bit of time to save my fed to get one of them things. But yeah, man, oh, oh yeah, I mean, you're doing your thing still. And then I'm hearing that, oh, my man licked down this, my man dashed so-and-so out a window, this and that, my man's clap. I'm like, what? I, and I'm talking to man's, I'm saying, yo, what's, what, what's, what? How come you men, we all went to school together and thing? How come, what's going on? Ah, because he's on the other side. So yeah, okay, I get that. But aren't you men just, just like, just like clowning in essence? You're flipping, right? So what, why is there, why is there beef and violence? Is it jealous? Is it the green-eyed monster coming out? Kind of, nah, nah, no, we don't drop it like the bombs. Like, come on, man. We're all, we all look, we all grew up together. We all look the same. We all have very similar experiences. And ultimately, you want nice things, I want nice things, but I'm not going to see you and say, yo, run that boss, run it. I want all of that. I'm going to say, yo, Bridgen, how are you getting that? Link me with your Bridgen, man. Let's, let's, let's make a cooperative, man, so we can all eat more. That's the vibe I've always been on, so I couldn't get it into my head how these mans are just, but speaking to, again, speaking now, and now they can realize I'm like, yo, so what What spurred you to do that there? And you know what, Mark? You know what the, one of the main things people talk about? Remember remember, remember when, not even Boys in the Hood, remember Menace to Society? Remember when that shit dropped? I weren't really that active, but around okay. that time. But yeah, I know, the film, I know the movie, but I don't remember the yeah. cultural impact. The cultural impact of that is nobody was Kane. Everybody was old dog. There was a million old dogs running around Bromner with that mentality. Because think about it, we're all, we're all very young teenagers, some preteens. We all look to America, our siblings over in America across the pond, right? For the cultural connection and to see what's popping. We look to, to Jamaica as well, if we're on the reggae, roots, dancehall kind of vibe. So we're looking at that, and that was a major impact. That That's when, to me, that's when I started to see the the the, the indiscriminate clapping. Man, a man just drawing thing out for no damn reason. Like, come on, man. The, one bit that you missed as well, Noble. Let me jump in here. Sorry to cut you off. One bit that you missed. These men... It was a dangerous time because I remember, yeah, as a youngster, I remember, because I went through my phase, you know, thinking I was a bad man, you know. Looking back at it now, I was just an absolute idiot. 
But I went through a stage of thinking I was a G. And I remember one time, yeah, a Johnny brother, I'm just going to put it like that. He's doing live now, so I could easily say his name. But he was, this is the worst. Trust me, this brother, whoever's a, whoever's a up of his, needs to be thankful that he's locked up for life. Because I remember, yeah, he was riding with one of my cousins, older cousins, who was named Bran as well at the time. And he was smoking crack in his spliffs, fam. He was smoking crack in his spliffs. I seen him my, with my own eyes put crack in his spliff. And my cousin used to use him for certain mad moves. Because when you, when you brought him about, they'd use him to just do certain mad moves. And I remember saying to myself, yeah, man, that guy is a million percent either going to kill somebody or someone's going to kill him. He was that reckless. And when a man's born, born in a crack spliff, you know, so you got to remember what kind of, he ain't even himself. No. You got to think a man's blazing a crack spliff and on madness, and he didn't even care about gangs or nothing. He just, you know, when the Joker said, there's people in this world that just want to see the world burn. They don't have no power. Yeah. He was a real life schizo paranoid schizophrenic dude that was going on moves. And he just used to let that, he just used to let, he just used to bark. Trust me, for the slightest of things, he just used to bark. And I remember one move got him put behind the metal bars for life. But I remember saying, yo, that dude's dangerous. I remember when DMX come to Aston, DMX came to Aston and we went backstage and all that. And I remember seeing my man backstage and the DMX thing and the way how them kind of Yankees were moving around him, you could tell that he was just a different kind of brother. Like, he was a nutter. Yeah. And I remember thinking, a man like that is mentally ill. Mm. He's not actually bad. He's mentally ill. And if that mental illness is not nipped in the bud or at least put on the management, then he is going to try and he's going to wreak havoc. And, you know, luckily, you know, he did go away. It was a murder, but he weren't the trigger man of the murder, but he ended up going away. You see what I'm saying? For life. And I remember just thinking, yo, and to this day, like, when you hear certain men talk about him, they talk about him, like, on legend status, like, they talk about him, like, almost like an Alpo or something like that. And in my we head, like, my man's story ended horribly. How, like everything about his life, it all ended horribly. And man in Erdington almost wanted to give his brother a statue. So in my head, I was like, yo, in my head, I'm like, yo, I need to just get up out of here. Because mm. this dude, like a rating, like an absolute paranoid schizophrenic dude yeah. that wants to see the world burn. Mm. And that's it. He just wanted to see the world burn. And that era ruined a lot of, there's a lot of people that should be doing different things right now. There's a lot of people that should be much further in whatever their respective businesses or whatever, who are not because a lot of people didn't want no problems or they didn't want to be in the line of fire in that world. I remember when we first started doing the podcasting thing and, you know, man, 
that was on the back end of the gun thing. And I remember saying, yo, I don't care what none of them men are saying. It's whatever. I'm not going, I'm not leaving something else. I'm not moving out of something else based on them. So it's whatever they want to do. They're not pulling man out of nothing else. And I don't care how much of them get into the space and talk that tough talk. The only reason I didn't really engage full on with them man in ERD days is because I didn't want to go prison. Mm. But when I did engage with man, I did my thing, man. No one was taking the... No one was violating your mad. In terms of, as an innocent man who's not involved in nothing, if you're involved in something, then you deserve everything. You weren't going to be bullying, man, for no reason. And that a lot of man's bikes got robbed, phones got robbed, all because the only targets, just hear what I'm saying, the only targets of crime from them gangs was black people. Exactly, Mark. That was it. This How can we create anything like that? You can't, you can't, and people kind of really think about that. They've got all of this bravado for people who look just like us, who are in exactly the same situation as us, who live amongst us, but yet we're going to terrorize the whole neighborhood, not protect it, not, pro- not do your thing, and not allow anything crazy to go on in there. No, I'm not, not going to do that. We're just going to make money. And, and if we feel like seeing you on, on the road and we like that jacket, you're going to run that and we're going to take your money. We'll probably even put you in the boot, take you back to your house and we'll take everything because we know that you're, you know, we, we can see you shining there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or we'll even slang things for you for six months, let you bubble up, let you accumulate some, and then we're going we're gonna to start eating off you. Rather than going to, you know, historically, I know Bridgerins who used to do illegal activities, but it would never be in our community, sibling. They're going, they're going to other nations' places. They're going to corporations and stuff. Yeah. They ain't harming some, some little Mr. Singh at the damn, you know what I mean, the supermarket. They're not going to the, 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 the food place and batting up everyone in there, pushing past all the people who are waiting for their damn food. Yeah, man, get me this, man. I'm, on, I'm in a rush still. No, no, no. There's none of that. Man's doing their thing and not impacting other people and keeping it on the under. So names aren't ringing on road. Oh, you know why man's got X amount of bodies? Man's stupid how many people. There's none of that business. Man's just doing their thing, you know. And luckily, they, they stayed out of the, of the lanes and, and, and the law. And now they've transitioned that out of the fuckery because it was, this is seasons and reasons and times, right? Everything has its season. But it's like these people want to just extend the season for their whole life. We got to grow out of this shit, man. This is childish. Go rub these mans who are done at, at, on Cornwall Row. With their big briefcases and shit, who got money? What? Huh? That's why I'm quite spiritual as well, Noble. I tell you why I'm quite spiritual because when I say quite spiritual, like because in growing up, and this is the realest, this is the realest thing I'm gonna say on this whole stream. And I want to try and word it the right way, but when I was growing up, seeing all of this stuff, yeah. Like hate people hating on other people and man like physically doing harm to other people and all of the jealousy and envy and grudges and gang stuff that went on. And I came through all of that unscathed, like no criminal records, no but you know, I got no scars on my body. You know, God forbid 
I came out of it unscathed in terms of like I never ended up losing anything or going down a certain path or being traumatized that I couldn't move on from. None of that. And I believe that I got to that level. I got through all of that based on like my grandmother's prayers and, you know, my mom's prayers and the good people that were in my life. I think they put like a, a force feel around me. I swear down, that's how I feel because a lot of things that happen in school and a lot of men didn't bounce back from them things. So sometimes when I look and say, damn, you know, it was like almost a force field was around, man. And all them guys, when you look at them now and you look back, you just, you can realize how dumb that era was, how stupid it was, how non-productive it was. And when you look at most of the people from that era, they're not in the hills of Sutton Coalfield, not in the hills of Sully Hall. Most of them are drugged off it. Most, some are dead, some are in prison. The ones that are still on road are now telling other people not to do that. And I don't believe a lot of it's sincere too. I'm not saying all of them, but I think a lot of it isn't sincere. I think a lot of it is because you can't be bad no more. Do you know what I mean? I'm being real. Yeah. And that was an era that was very destructive to the community. There was no order. How can you only target those people that look like you? And even when I did go through my little stage of thinking I was a G, I was never a G, but thinking I was a G, I couldn't, I couldn't do certain things, Noble. Like I've never been able to sell cocaine, crack, heroin. I've never anything around them, them drugs, it always goes wrong. Always. I've never been able to hustle none of those drugs because those drugs are demonic, man. Probably take cocaine out of it, but the other two are demonic. And with coke, it turns people demonic, like the people involved in it. So the people that sell it, the people that, it, it just, it makes people not be themselves. It makes people want to do, want to stab their friend in the back. So there's always been things I couldn't do. And I've never been able to, you know, like imagine like, imagine a lot of these men would come down to an area and only rob black people, only rob young black boys. Mm. Nobody else, not one other soul would only, just think how they sound. Imagine a Pakistani Muslim going to an area and only inflicting trauma on other Pakistani Muslims. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen, but that was allowed to go on in Birmingham for a long time, where people would come. I remember seeing a brother get his bike stole, it turned him savage. He got his bike robbed. And when he got home, how his mom responded to him getting his bike robbed, turned him into a savage. And that was sad because that was a good guy. So I can see the side of it where a lot of men got forced into being bad people, because a lot of men did. There was a lot of people who they'd be on the bus, get robbed on the bus, and that would turn them into, they didn't want to ever go through that again of being robbed or be, so they would now turn into a fake tough guy. And to be a fake tough guy, you have to show that you'll do madness. So you've seen a lot of men who would, who would bark for no reason. You'd see a lot of men that was carrying knife for no reason. You'd see man who was on smoke for no reason, but they were forced into that. They were forced into that position. They were forced into that position. You were forced to have 
to have beefs, like, you know, some beefs would go off and you'd have to move a certain way. And that went on for a long time in Brom. So I remember when I done my DVD, I, when I finished that DVD, I think I just went to New York. I think that's the time I went to New York for, for quite a long time after that. Because when I seen how man was moving and I had got into one particular fight in um, the Palisades car park, I got into a little bit of a fight over that thing. And I remember just saying to myself, yo, this is long, but when I eventually seen how the, when you look at how the scene is now, this, and I'm only talking about Brom for right now, the reason why the scene is why it is now and no one, we just stay in front of the camera. See what I'm saying? The reason for that is because a white boy or an Asian boy could pick up a camera, pick up a mic, whatever, be a management, do whatever, and they would not have issues. You see what I'm saying? But the self there's a lot of self-hating people. I remember, I want to big up this brother as well. There's a brother called Jamie Dredd. He's from Wolverhampton. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I Jamie Dredd. This Jamie Dredd guy, yeah, I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell you right now. Is it Austin now, right? He lives in Texas now. Yeah, Austin. Oh, is that? Yeah, Austin, Texas. He yeah, lives in yeah, Texas yeah. now. Now, Jamie Dredd, one time he bought me and Stephen, when we, this is back in the day, he brought us, he was doing a, um, he had brought down, he, he was booking a venue. We went, he invited us to the venue and it was Naughty Boy. You know Naughty Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Adele's producer. And he had a relationship with Naughty Boy. So we went down there, VIP, all of that. And then Jamie Dredd, he had a plan for Birmingham Grime. When I tell you this guy was a was new management inside out, he knew everything yeah, management. He was he was one of the most organized people I had met. Because I was a manager at one point, you know, but that's a different story. He was a manager. He had people like Safwan. Um, I believe he had Deadly as well. He had uh, Stay Fresh, the crew. You know that, that tune, the Woo Rhythm? You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He managed the boy who produced that beat. That boy is now a producer for KSI. Uh. That boy, name's SX, yes. He was the one who bossed SX. Now, as a manager, yeah, these guys would not understand management. They didn't even want to hear him out. They wouldn't let him do what he needed to do to grow the scene mm. because they didn't respect their own. But yeah. Mans who didn't look like us. And I'm not mm. saying none of them artists are named, you know, I'm not talking about them. I'm just talking about the bigger picture. Yeah. People didn't respect a black management guy like that to where he's, He's had to move. He's moved. He lives in Texas now. But mm. I'm saying like a white boy who was doing what he did, they'd allow him to do it. And of he goes here. And this is the problem that we had in this city. So when people keep hearing me talking about bad mind and rare, I feel like you weren't allowed to develop into nothing because of the ignorance that was in people's heads at the time. So if you look at someone like Scar City, yeah, and obviously, man ain't got no drama with Scar City or none of that. You see what I mean? That's all dead in the water. But he's able to grow a channel predominantly back in those days off of covering 
black crime and he's able to cover black crime without no type of repercussions, nothing back then, because he's a don't get it twisted. We're not saying anything negative about against Scar City because he's very good at what he does. But he didn't have any drama in doing what he did. You take a black boy and get him to cover crime in the community, he ain't gonna do it for more than a year. Because those same perpetrators are going to they're going to make him a target. They're going to make his life difficult. I remember when I'd go like certain restaurants with girls and stuff, and I'd have to be careful. Like, I wonder if, like, I see a man, if he's looking too long, I say, I wonder if my man don't thinks I'm a Johnny or thinks I'm a burger or I got my eye on him now. You get what I'm saying? He probably don't even know me. Yeah. But that type of paranoia you do not want to live with. So that's why Northman just ducks. I am, forget this, it's long. Mm. See what I'm saying? Like, even if you look at, um, there's so much stuff, there's so much stuff that I couldn't even say that has happened where there's like footballers that have been close to them, man. Look when Darius Darius Vassell, we can name other ballers. Like, it's mm. just, it was just a toxic time and I'm just so glad it's over. Now, the thing about the younger guys, what I'll say about them, these younger guys is that the war amongst these new gangs in Brom is internal. They are not going to bother you, Noble. They are not going to bother me because we're not involved. Whereas mm-hmm. back in them days, they yeah, would yeah, yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. me or you would be involved and because they wouldn't war with each other. They'd war everyone in between. Yeah. Whereas these new youths, it's straight about who they are at war with. That's all it's about. If you look at these new gangs, it's about we got beef with that crew over there, yeah. beef with them, no one else. So a lot of these new guys that are emerging now, I don't know them because they're not infamous. They just do their thing. Mm, mm. Whoever they got beef with, they got beef with that person. Whereas in our day, I remember seeing, man, I remember I remember seeing two men, the head, the, the, a name brand man from one gang, a name brand man from another gang, see each other on site and just a few words. You know what the brother actually said? Don't let me catch you slipping and walk today. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's slipping right now. Put that twerk in there. And it's... I'm like, he's slipping right now, but if that, but instead, if that was like a man from the end, the sin him, they're beating mm. him up. But each other, they'd always give hall passes. These are facts. These are facts. And then remember, after the fact, there was barely cool things that were coming out. Boom. Oh, my man's gay. Boom. Oh, my man's gay. You see what I'm trying to say? And then eventually, it just fizzled out. Mm. Fizzled out. You get what I'm saying? It just fizzled yeah. out. That's why enough of the you could say, quote-unquote, scene, don't really rate, because we go against all of that stuff in it. We don't really celebrate road like that, because even if you look at the Tanaya Sam interview, that there was no celebration of the road. No, no. We really focused on how, if you notice, if you go back to that interview and listen, man were just talking about how lost he was in them days, and when he found himself in A, B, or C. But a lot, a lot of other men interview man from a legend standpoint like yo you're a legend out here on these streets man put i remember hearing man saying on a podcast 
Yo, you're a legend out here in these streets. One of the few men that bust off the police. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, where did that get him though? Where did that, like, there's not no legend, nothing about that. And until we undo that way of thinking, it's going to be more of the hey. same. Because even in the States, Alpo, Rich Porter, mm. um, uh, Alpo, Rich Porter, what's the other brother's name? AZ, uh, Frank. There's enough of them. If you name all these names, these men are legends. I remember always hearing about, uh, Naz used to always rap about that dude. Ah, oh, what is his name? The dude in, in, um, it was uh, Bucky Sutton Barnes. Um, Nicky Barnes. Uh, Nicky, Nicky, Nicky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nash used to always say, yeah, Nicky Barnes. Because these men were just road man in it. Mm. Supreme, mm. look at 50. Yeah. Supreme, Bimmy, E-Money Bags. How do I yes. know road man in Queens? In it. That's what I'm saying. Because black people like people that are willing to take risk. We enjoy people that are gonna do that stuff we see in the movies. Hey, but Mark, Mark, let me let me pause your build right there. There is a slight difference. There's a slight difference because pretty much everyone you've named there, um, pretty much, I don't know about Alpo, but they not only was on that gangster ship, but they were putting out for at times for the community. So there was block parties that were, you know what I mean? There were turkeys given out. Man, man was, you know, um, buying properties and say, yeah, man, run that as a, as a supermarket kind of thing. Whereas over here, it was just take, take, take. There was still an element of giving back to the community, which they're kind of taking from, in essence. It wasn't, yeah, you're right. It wasn't over here to, when we're talking about locally, it wasn't organized crime. No. So, what I mean by that is, there was only one dude I knew who was in a gang who kind of tried to organize it. He ended up getting killed. He got killed. Like, the one day when I was reasoning with him, the next day, he ended up getting killed. And that brother there was talking about organized crime and, boom, man's need to... Because if you think about it, the names them man had back in them days, yeah? If they were to have a business head on them, they could have set up like a security company. Exactly, simply. See what I'm saying? Or because when you really check it out and you look at like the Zulus, yeah, people, if you don't know who the Zulus are, they are the Birmingham City hooligans. But the Zulus, they had one eyed Baz. They rest in peace. They also yeah, had paradise. Uh, Big Bird, rest in peace. Now, when I would meet, when I met Big Bird for the first time, because my dad knows Big Bird, my man was like the nicest man you'd ever meet. Mm. The nice, you'd hear all these dark stories about him thumping up man and knocking man out and all this, but it was the nicest man you could ever meet. Like he was real nice, real friendly. And they set up like a security thing. See what I'm saying? And that security was on doors, but because it was like, once you heard the name Zulu, you didn't really want no smoke with them like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, if they was on doors, there was no drama at the dance. So I'm saying if them other gangs were to look and say, yo, let's set up a security company. We're just yeah. going to work on the doors. 
and we're going to make sure that there's no trouble. People were scared of them anyway. You could have yeah. used that and turned it into some kind of business or even you could have put on promotions. There's so much different things you can do with fear. Look at the mafia. Fear, mm. fear. if you're not making money from fear, it's pointless people being scared. Yeah. Because fear can command respect. Respect can command money. So mm -hmm. once someone's scared of you and they, they're scared of you and they also respect you, they're scared of you and they don't want no drama, they, they would prefer to be on your side. So if them man were doing security, they could have had long-lasting businesses. See what I mean? Even if they would have to, to got together and said, yo, it's, we're going to organize things. But because our world is just like shoot them up, bang, bang type of thing, like yeah. that's what's promoted in our world. That's what's at the forefront. Yo, just go at each, man's just going at each other's necks. There's not no real reason mm. why. There's not no real reason why man's are going at each other's necks. It's just something to do. And it happens all over the UK. You've got, like, I remember like one youth telling me how much he hated these other youths from Answorth. And when I asked him why, he could not say. Like, these men didn't kill no one you know. They didn't do anything to you. None of that. But he hated these men. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, look at the venom that's being put into these youths to hate other youths. And yeah. they don't even know them. No. They don't even know them. I'm like, this is crazy. So all these racists who just hate black people and all these men that are willing to show that they hate black people. Because at the time, you had the BMP who were doing mm. their thing. and um, the EDL who were coming through and these men combat, were going back earlier yeah. going back earlier Combat 18 you had uh, NF National Front you had the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan that were over here I think they've even still got chapters here sibling there you go and imagine joining a, and, and imagine all that's going on so even if you want to get into some sort of ignorance mm. imagine all of that's going on all these different right-wing things who actually mm. hate black people. Yeah. You join something that to fight against other black people. I watched the King Von documentary the other day. It's over three hours long. And when I watched it, you know, the only thing that I felt after watching that was so sad. I took that. Like, that it was just, I just felt sad. I was just like, Yo, imagine that this is... I remember when my... I know I'm all over the place, but my mom went to Chicago a few years ago for work. And my mom was resorted to tears, man, over there. To mm. tears, because they're playing a game in Chicago, no, but that there's no winner, there's no loser. It's just a game that never ends. Like, it's just a game that never ends. And imagine that these are some, these started one of the most popular genres of genres, within, yeah. within, within hip-hop. Chicago started Drill, mm. Little Dirk, Chief Keef, Little mm. Reese, FBG Doc, all these guys got to a level where they, some of them have gone on to make multi-millions, some of them would have made multi-millions, millions were tuned in all over the world. This yeah. was just two gangs in the Gangster Disciples and the Black Disciples that were following older uncles and dads and brothers and, and joined these gangs 
And yeah. when I tell you the chessboard, they all went to school together. And on yeah. the chessboard, Noble, it's been cleared maybe three to four times. Where like mm. groups of friends, if you watch, there's videos on YouTube that show these guys when they were in school together. And then it, it pops up showing what they're doing now. And they'd have like a dove that represents death and a padlock that represents life in jail. And I'm telling you, if you can get through that video without pausing it twice, to how sad it is, there's so much youths that have just gone, gone, like for nothing. And then what happens is, you love your big brother, innit? You think your big brother's your hero, and you only mm. know your big brother as your big brother. Mm. When he gets killed, what do they call it now? sliding you need to slide what? for your brother you need to slide for your brother get some get back they had a crew called the get back gang you know what these guys would would do if someone got killed from their gang they would kill everybody associated with that person little brother little cousin what? And they, they were racking up these bodies noble and the chicago police didn't even care king von who was a superstar rapper. When you watch this documentary, allegedly he had seven bodies, Noble. Yeah, yeah. He was rapping about these bodies on yes. songs. They were listen. And people were making money. Yo, why would anyone even want that mindset to creep into our community over here? Why would anyone Something. even want that? This is, to me, it's just mad. It's just crazy that we're out here talking all this. And that's what's being pushed. Yeah. It, it, it's, an, it's an agenda mark self-destruction. Now, here's the point that we can we can put a contrast to this. So he's rapping, King Vaughn, and, and people told me that he was serious. I didn't, you know, because I'm not really into this new age stuff, but they were like, yo, this King Vaughn is serious still. Okay. Da, da, da. And he's talking about the thing. So I'm thinking, how, how is he allowed to talk about his criminal activity on wax? Whereas in the 90s and early thousands, X-Rated got locked up from, from Sacktown, yeah, Garden Block, for his retelling of a crime which he committed. Yeah, he got locked up, sibling, for his words on his album. Sibo got locked up for words on his album. So now it would seem that they're like, okay, this is clearly weaponized music. We want more self-destruction. We want more black hates. We, we're not going to uplift. We're not going to give uh, um, economical social development for Chicago. We're, we're going to knock down Kagrini Green and we're going to make it, we're going to gentrify it in essence and we're going to move those warring factions to another part of the city. You know, we're just moving it along. They're not addressing the situation because there is a war against, unfortunately, original people. And it's different in different countries, you know what I mean? America, they're going on stupid with it and we are importing it we as a community are important. Others, it's infecting other communities because I understand noble because I'm not gonna pretend that I'm not gonna pretend that you know the police had an easy job, but it was infectious because what would happen is if you're king, if you're somebody who, if you're King Van's little cousin or you're the little brother or little cousin of somebody who 
King Von killed, you're going to say, well, there's no punishment for living like this. So I may as well, I, you know, he's killed my cousin. My man had killed girls and everything. Killed girls and everything. And don't get it twisted. The girl that he killed was was compared. They called her Snoop. Because the Snoop from The Wire, if you watch The Wire. So you know what oh. she's all about. Okay. But it's just a real sad... The documentary, I advise everyone, if you haven't watched it, it's guy, a guy from England actually called Trap Law Ross. Type in oh. Trap Law Ross on YouTube and click on his channel. And he's got a channel called... He's got a, a, a documentary called King Von Hip Hop's First Serial Killer. And that is just the saddest thing you'll ever see. And because I know to myself that England, the way England set up, that murder like that couldn't happen here like that. It couldn't, they, they could sort that out very quick because the technology, and not yeah. only the technology, but they have the resources. And it's actually, it's actually very, it's a financial gain for the state, for every person who gets locked up here. Exactly. So when if they if that happens here, it's good because it's good for them because they're able to keep adding new players to this chessboard in prison. And a lot of man, the system works different here. People talk about, and I know you've said matter of fact, I got this from you actually, Noble, but people talk about America in the UK. The UK is the brains, America's the belly. So in the UK, they 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 it's more polished here. They're not into no mistakes don't happen here like that if they if they if there's an area where there's be a man killing each other that's for a reason that ain't it's not something that they can't control so if you man's think they're going to bring that way of life here all what's going to happen is man's get life off. i was listening to the i don't exactly know the ins and outs of this situation but i'm going to bring it up because it's something that i've been tapped into and that is crazy titch he's doing life right now Yes. Listening to him on the phone, I'm like, that's the reality. That's the reality right there because he was one of them who thought, I don't know what he's in prison for. If it's an injustice, I hope he gets his freedom. But when he was out here, he was on all that bad manting and promoting that stuff as well. And now he's in prison. You see, that's the reality in England. You don't get, you don't die no legend in England. You're going to go into prison and give it five years. You're going to be forgotten about. I got a cousin doing life right now. Worst thing ever is to get a phone call. Your day could be going beautiful. Your kids are running around. Yeah, you're eating a beautiful meal. You, you, you're happy. The birds are chirping. When you get that call from a man doing life, mm. the day's not going to end up the same. Trust me. When you get that call and a man's doing life, you can just, and a man knows he's never going to see road again. And you're talking to a man like that, that. That energy is some kind of energy you don't want. Trust me. You don't want that energy. You do not want that energy. So I just don't get why it's promoted so heavily. That's why I'm consistent with it. That's why when a lot of these films come out, I'll be like, yo, why are we making the same kind of film? I'm not saying yeah. don't make the films, but why are so much resources put behind road when less than 5% of us live that way? If you go and get 100 black boys, yeah, Probably only five of them live that way, but they'll make it seem like 95 of them live that way. That's why I say a lot of us ain't got no struggles with road. We don't. When you hear a man talking about, yo, when I was growing up, 
it was hard, you know, I couldn't even do this and I couldn't do that. It's not that kind of place. A lot of people make the choice to live like that. If you don't want to be right now, my son, he's a gamer. All he is into is games, gaming and more gaming. There's no way I can get him interested in road. He deals with other gamers, other people that are into games. But if he wanted to be a road man, he'd be with other people that are on roads. So what I'm trying to say is we need to change this mainstream narrative that we're the only people that do crime. When in matter of fact, we're at the bottom of the crime food chain. But when you watch these music videos and, and you watch these, these series and these movies, I don't know no man that's dealing directly with no plug. From all my time on road, meaning like being in, in certain environments, not, I've, yes. never been, I've never been on road like that, but from all my time of being around road, man, I never knew no one who dealt with no Irish connect direct, no Turkish connect direct. But when you watch these programs, a man who lives on a council estate is going to pick the plug in the Turkish plug to buy a hundred keys. Like that don't happen in England. That does not happen in England. It does not happen. And I don't know why we want it to happen. I don't know why we keep promoting it to happen. And that's why I say, even with someone like Ratman, probably one of the He's talented. storytelling minds that we've got, that we've produced in the UK, his mind can tell stories. His stories are beautifully put together. And I think that with the right resources put behind him, he could be a guy, Richie, a black guy, Richie, or even the first rap man. But I think that he was being marginalized or he marginalized himself into focusing on road stories too much. If you and think about it, though, Mark, dangerous. yeah. At that time, that was what was very popular, wasn't it? I think if we if we go back to our earlier build reference, like the the niches in the market, at that time it was all about the this was pre prison story podcasts and all that kind of thing. But it was very road centric. But it you know so he was painting that more of a vivid picture using whatever you know what was trending at that time. But he has indeed typecast himself by doing that. Thousand percent, because what's happened since? Remember when he got he first got with, I think he done a deal with Rock Nation. Yes. And they were like, Rock Nation's done a deal. What's come of it? Nothing. <laughs> Thank we you. We don't see no blockbuster movies. Nothing. The reason for that is because a man marginalised himself. Now, what I'm trying to say is, I hear what you're saying, Noble, because this is the thing that a lot we have this conversation a lot, but I don't actually believe that we can we we we're marginalized to one way of making movies the reason why i say this is because if you look at the mainstream movies it's all fantasy yes avatar the biggest grossing movie of of this year thus far of of i mean of last year avatar it was like avatar was there and the rest of the movies were down there and what i'm saying is that's all fantasy blue people from a different planet. Now, I understand that those type of movies require a heavy budget. But even if you look at a movie like District 13, 
where it's a low alien movie. Mm. Like that movie didn't cost nothing to make. And look at what it made back. Look at that movie that Idris does done, Beast, low budget movie, but look what it's made back. Now what the Lion thing. Yeah, the one with the lion. It's all CGI as well. Exactly. And they filmed it in one week, seven days. So what I'm trying to say is, a mind like Ratman's, for me, is that complex. His mind is, and this is me bigging Ratman up. Yeah. His mind's that complex that, I forget Road, I want to hear other stories. Yeah, man. Forget Road, I want to know what happened when, you know, I want to hear other stories. Like, I want to see what else you can tell. This gang thing is not important enough to make so much content about. It's not. It's just not. And don't get it twisted. I don't want to be a hypocrite. A lot of the Brum stories have been based around road. That's why it takes so long to do them now. Because if I'm doing a story, I want it to be outside of road. So a lot of the people that come, oh, I've got a story. It's about road. I don't want to do road. I don't want to do road no more because I think that we are, we're almost hurting ourselves as a community because we're so much more than that. Perpetuating it. Yeah. We've got to create new narratives, man. We've got to make being being a what what is black excellence? We hear, we see the hashtags and all that, but what does it actually look like, man? Because it's not this road shit. We know that's not black excellence. So why why, why aren't we promoting and having these conversations and highlighting black excellence? Whether that's someone who's got a restaurant, whether that one someone's got a security company, whether you know whatever business, small business owner or large business owner. We need to be promoting that stuff. We need to be having those conversations. We don't need to be having uh, so-and-so who's coming out with a new single on, on, on the podcast. We need to be having conversations with the business owners then. Like, yeah, man, tell me your story, man. How did you get from council estate to now being a CEO of, of a, a 5.6 billion pound company? That's yeah. inspiration. Exactly. That's, that's, that's changing the dynamic from a small, like, the, uh, as a youngster, you can't imagine, you, you just know, like, Hansworth, Aston, Greens, you know, Witten, whatever. You just know that little surrounding. And then when you get a little bit older and you're, lab- you're able to get on the buses and go and link your friends and stuff and you go to other areas and you see the wider thing and then just take it a bit further, you get on a plane, you go to a different country. All of these is experiences, right? This opens you up and realises that flipping out, I live here and, you know, like you talking about the poor. Oh, yeah, I grew up poor still. You grow up poor in America, in some states in America. Yeah, you, you realize that that's why a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people make that wrong decision and do the routing because of necessity for some people. They don't have no damn food. They've got a dysfunctional, totally dysfunctional family over there. They're on Section 8 housing, so the housing's paid, but their mum's maybe a drug addict or something, and they've got no food because their mum's spending it all on drugs. So what do they do? they got no family. Uncles are drug addicts as well. Or, 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 you know what I mean? There's no one there. So they have to, in essence, raise themselves. We have got no excuse over here to talk about, you know, man, I'm, I'm road still because, nah, boss. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, 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 a, it's a choice. It's a choice for a lot of people. I'm not saying they the odd one or, you know, the odd exception that couldn't, that didn't have another avenue, you know, probably. Probably, you know, they couldn't, I don't even know because I don't know nobody that has been, even with a lot of the people that I know that were involved in ignorance, 
a lot of it was by choice 